Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. The well-known actor Chris Pratt of Jurassic World fame, and I love Jurassic everything, is a man of faith, and he has no qualms telling people how that came to be. And as a young man, he had a hard time putting down roots since his dad moved his family a lot. He ended up in Lake Stevens, Washington, where he excelled at wrestling, football, and theater. But after high school, he found himself kind of a wanderer with no real purpose, no roots, no plans for the future, which led him to drug and alcohol use. He ended up in Hawaii working at a Bubba Gump Shrimp Company restaurant, which is also a good restaurant, as a waiter. At one point, he was heading out to the store to prepare for an all-night party he had been invited to, which would, of course, include drugs and alcohol since he had nothing better to do. Outside a grocery store, a man approached him and said to him, Jesus told me to talk to you, and they talked. This man invited Chris to go to church with him that night, and although he never quite understood why, he felt the need to go, and so he did. When he returned from church, he told his family that his life was going to be different now. He had faith. And soon after that encounter, a a known Hollywood star came to eat at his restaurant and started talking to him, And that encounter began his now fruitful acting career. Later in life, he and his wife had a son, Jack, who was born nine weeks prematurely and not expected to live. They prayed to God along with their Christian friends, and Jack is now thriving. Now, has anyone had anything like that ever happen to you? That someone has come to you and quite literally said that God sent them to you? It's not something that happens to everyone, but it has happened to me. During the time I was feeling a call to ministry, I had several people come and let me know that God was indeed calling me. It's a beautiful thing, but it can also be quite disconcerting to have God come and send someone to speak to you. (laughs) So if it has happened to you, how did you know it was God? It's not always a divine voice people hear when they hear voices in their heads. Modern mental health care professionals will attest to that. Or conversely, has God ever sent you to speak to someone else? That can be scary too. That has happened to me as well. Well, technically every Sunday and it's to you. But I do mean to individual people. I got a message for our previous bishop a couple of times, and it may sound strange, but how do you tell your bishop, you know, the spiritual leader of the entire conference and your boss, that God has something to say to them, and it's not coming directly to them, but through one of their flock? I really prayed about delivering those. I mean, how would they be received? Who is this little so-and-so thinking that God wants to say something to me through them? Praise be to God, they knew instantly it was from God because of the message, but it could have gone badly, and I could have been appointed to nowhere land. But I think deep down in our hearts, we all want to hear from God. 
Whether it's a vision or a voice or through the words of someone else, words of hope and love, assurance that we're not alone, or maybe that we're on the right track. Maybe not that he has a mission for us to do, but maybe we do want to know that God has a purpose for us. So what does it mean to hear God's voice? How do we hear it? And what do we do with it once we do? What do we want to hear from God? See, both Saul and Ananias received the same word, go. Is that what God is saying to us today too? Can we hear God's voice and be brave enough to go wherever that may be and share what God has to say with those who need to hear his message? Those are all good questions. I am so excited by how you ask such good questions. And as we look more deeply at how Christ calls us, what we look at what it means to go and how that helps us become better disciples, but also how to live brave and giving lives in the name of Jesus Christ, knowing that God still speaks and still wants to use us in the world for good. So we're going to take a good look at these two men, one we're, not, one we're familiar with and one maybe not so much, Saul and Ananias. And as many of us know, Ananias comes into the picture just after Saul has encountered Christ in a theophany while he was on the way to arrest people who were called followers of the way, or what we call Christians today, people who believed Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior of the world, and had dedicated their lives to following the way. And the name comes from Jesus' words when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So to follow the way meant to follow Christ, to follow him and how they lived the way to the Father, the way of life. And we know that after Christ's death, many came to follow Jesus, to claim him as their Lord, and this went against all the beliefs of Jewish authorities since they believed that to call Jesus the Messiah was blasphemy. And Saul was zealous for God. He truly believed that he was standing up for his faith, the one true God, by helping to suppress and essentially wipe out all those blasphemers who were leading people away from what he believed to be the truth. And don't we see a lot of that kind of judgment in our world today? A particular denomination or church or belief system pouring out hate and sometimes violence against those they believe are worshiping false gods or worshiping in the wrong way even. It's not enough to say, well, if they're wrong, let God be the judge. They truly believe they need to be punished or eradicated. We call that genocide or hate crimes. And Paul is on the way to be the instrument of that judgment on the diaspora, the people of faith who fled Rome and Jerusalem because of the intense persecution they were facing as Christians. He's headed to Damascus when he encounters a bright light and a voice says to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he's stunned and he falls to the ground and says, who are you, Lord? And as we talk about Ananias, remember Saul's response here. Who are you, Lord? And Jesus tells him, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but get up and go into the city and you will be told what you are to do. He was struck blind and went to the house of Judah in Damascus to wait. And he was there for three days, not eating or drinking anything. Sometimes hearing you've been persecuting God himself can be very troubling. 
I imagine he was reflecting on what had just happened and why. He thought he was doing something righteous and good, and now he knew he was wrong. That's not a real comfortable place to be, and I think many of us can understand that. And enter Ananias. His encounter with God was quite similar, but also quite different. He too gets a vision from God. However, when God speaks to him and calls him by name, just as he called Saul by name, Ananias says, here I am, Lord. He knew who was speaking. Contrary to Saul, who had to ask, who are you, Lord? Saul didn't seem to know God's voice at all. And it's easy to see that Ananias already knew God, had a relationship with him, and he sees God as Lord, but also as one who is as close as a friend. No anxiety, no fear, just, here I am, Lord. God gives him a similar message. He told Saul to get up and go. He tells Ananias, get up and go. Now, he was a bit anxious about those instructions since he knew that Saul had a mission of destruction. He didn't know about his encounter with Christ, but once he understands, he willingly goes, and in an act of tremendous grace, not only goes, but he calls him brother. Brother Saul, a sign of forgiveness and acceptance. He lays his hands on Saul, and this simple act done in the name of Christ at God's call confirms what Saul experienced and gives Saul his sight back both physically and spiritually. He now knows that Christ is the Messiah and after being baptized by Ananias becomes a follower of the way. He begins to boldly preach the word of God that Jesus is the son of God. Saul then goes on to become the greatest evangelist in history He goes on to proclaim Christ to the Middle Eastern and European nations, beginning churches in nearly every city he lands in and writes letters of instruction that have become the largest part of our New Testament. This one man, given two messages from God, one from Jesus directly and one from a human being, is empowered to change the world for Christ. No other person after Christ's death and resurrection has had or ever will have a greater impact on generations of Christians ever since and on into the future, all because a man named Ananias followed the command to get up and go. Saul thought he knew God, but he really didn't. When Christ speaks to him, he doesn't even know who he is. Ananias knew exactly who was speaking to him, Now, we've all been called by God at some point in our lives. That's why we're here. Even if we're not quite sure who God is yet, we've heard the call of his voice and have quite literally answered the call to get up and go. Now, some of us struggle with getting up on a Sunday morning, but we did. We got up and we went. (laughs) Why? Because Christ is calling us. We come because we do want to know God better, to be able to hear his voice more clearly in our lives, because there's so many voices calling out to us in the world. And we want to be sure it's really God and not some false God or even the evil one calling us that we're not on the wrong road, that chasing things 
that will bring us pain and destruction, but that we are pursuing those things that will bring us life, bring us joy, give us the strength to overcome those things the other voices are calling us to do. Those voices tell us to be angry, to get revenge, that we're never going to make anything out of our lives, that we shouldn't even try, that people are out to get us, that nothing will ever get any better, that we can't do it, that no one really likes or loves us, that nothing will ever change. And these are the voices calling out to all of us each and every day. And they are not the voice of God. They are the voice of despair and hopelessness. God speaks love and hope, encouragement, strength for the day. God speaks life. So if you want to know which voice is the voice of God, remember God's voice is the voice of love. If there is no love, then it is most definitely not God speaking to you. Ananias knew God's voice because he listened to it every day. He was a devout man, as Saul, then Paul, says in Acts 22. He spent his life following Christ, learning from and about him, not, and committing to living like Jesus. And the same will be true for each of us. The more we learn about Jesus, not just on Sunday mornings, but as we go through each day, spending time in prayer and study, reading God's word, listening for God's voice, we will always know who is speaking. Sometimes God speaks through an actual voice, sometimes a vision, but more often God can speak through creation. God speaks through thoughts in your head that won't go away. Someone will just pop into your head and you know that you need to give them a call or send them a card. You may feel a strong urge to take another route while driving, to say words of encouragement to the cashier in the grocery store. God speaks so often, and usually the message is for you to give or say something to someone else. Maybe it's a message for them. Maybe it's for you to give them something, to do something for them. Once I I knew a young woman who was in need of a job, and, and she got one, but she was broke. That's why she needed the job. And the job required her to wear a specific pair of really expensive tennis shoes. She prayed about it, not knowing how she was ever going to get them, and knowing she couldn't start her job without them. And oddly, at that moment, a homeless man with a card approached her and handed her the exact shoes she needed in exactly the right size and told her that Jesus had sent him to give them to her. See, God speaks to us all the time. And the usual message is get up and go. And that is how people come to know Jesus, through our message of hope and love given in the name of Christ. Ananias wasn't some great and powerful figure, but when you think about it, his one act of faithfulness was necessary for Paul to fulfill the mission God had for him. Ananias was really the one who had the greatest impact. Because he knew God's voice and he answered the call with, here I am, Lord. God has a message for all of us today, and it is the same message. I have plans for you. I need you to get up and go. Go into this world with the message of my love and share the good news with everyone I will send you to. 
So when God speaks to you, can you say, here I am, Lord? Can we get up and go? Can we listen to the voice of God and bring the love of God to those who need it by participating in missions and ministry, by stopping the hate and violence, by standing up for the oppressed, by being instruments of peace in an angry world, by being a beacon of hope in a world full of despair? Start small. Start with those you encounter in your day just by smiling and saying hello. You do not know how much one smile can turn a person's day around. Listen for God as he may ask you to pay for someone's groceries. Maybe nudge you to say something positive to someone who is having a really rough day and isn't showing it. Maybe it will be bigger like signing up for a mission trip or starting a new ministry. Whatever it is, just listen. And when God says, get up and go, hear his voice. Know who is speaking. Follow the way. And be ready to say, here I am, Lord. Amen. Holy God, we thank you that you do want to use us in this world for good and that you do have a message for us. Help us to hear your voice. Open our hearts to share your love with everyone that we meet so that everyone will know that you alone are God and you have a message. You have plans. And that message is a message of love and hope that this world is not all there is, but we can make it a better place each and every day by sharing that message of love that we find in your son, Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to be brave and stand up without reserve and say, here I am, Lord. Amen.